Anna. And I'm Foz. We are the Growth Groupies Podcast. And we're questioning the world around us. What up? Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Okay. You need to say your name so that they know the voice. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm Anna, or also known as A-Flo. That nickname has been ruined because my friends told me it sounds like auntie, like Aunt Flo, like your period. So everybody else in the dance team has cool name nicknames, but I, I just never got one. So I'm Anna. I'm going to back up and say that my name is Foz. That's um, <laughs> Anna and I met through dancing. We grew up as dancers, uh, and that was my nickname on the team. It's a derivative of my last name, but we don't need to go through the, the whole thing. And my nickname was supposed to be A-Flow until it just turned into like a whole period joke. Tragic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> recently, <laughs> recently, we reconnected at a dance reunion dinner. Yeah. And Foz is like, Anna, do you remember that podcast you used to make? I was shocked that she even knew about the podcast because I think she was like maybe my only listener. I truly didn't think anybody was listening to it. And I was like, yeah, do you want to bring it back with me? And, and so we did. <laughs> here we are bringing it back. Growth Groupies 2.0. So a year ago, I was doing student teaching and a reading specialist is doing an exercise to like teaching me an exercise to do with struggling readers. And this is how it goes. Take me out to the... What do you hear in your head? Ball game. She was trying to show me that exercise. And I was like, I don't understand like what you're asking for. Like, what do you mean? What do I hear? Like, you stop talking. And she's like, no, what do you hear in your head? And I was like, but like, we don't hear things in our head. Like, people can't hear things in their head. Like, how... Like, what, what do you what do you mean? Like, that's like not... Like, how... It's like explaining colors to people who can't see. Yes! Like... And she was like oh my god Anna like you don't have an inner dialogue and I was like what do you mean like she's like Anna like I can hear things in my head and I was like what you can hear things in your head and so Foz genuinely okay twofold here okay that's what I found out last year a couple years ago I was at a dinner with my friends and they were talking about like seeing things in their head and I like I did not know until a couple years ago that visualizing wasn't a metaphor. Like, I didn't know people could straight up see pictures in their head until a couple years ago. And my friends were like, Ina, like, you're joking, right? Like, everyone can see things in their head. And I was like, no, you're joking. Like, no, like, people can't see pictures in their mind. Okay, so... 2023, this is what I know about myself. I'm 26 and this is what I know. I have underdeveloped auditory processing, which is why I don't have an inner voice, and underdeveloped visual processing, which is why I never see pictures in my brain. And that is most likely because I have really, like, really intense ADHD. Because a lot of people, so ADHD is an executive functioning disability, and a lot of like executive functioning disabilities lack visual processing. That's like a huge component, like why it's hard to remember, why it's hard to organize things, because our brain like doesn't have that like same like visual processing that everybody else does. And not to say that it doesn't exist, it's just underdeveloped. Does that make sense? And so mine was both auditory and visual processing were so underdeveloped. I didn't know they existed until I was like 24 and 25. So now that you know that they exist, do Mm -hmm. you feel like you're able to utilize them or is it like something that you can develop? I'm not quite sure. Yes. So thank God you can develop them because 
our world primarily functions with audio information, auditory information, and visual information. Like, that is, like, most of the information in our world is, like, either sound or sight. Yeah. And so, thank God you can develop it. So, it's, like, a skill like anything. The more you practice it, the better you get. So, I, the, like, reading specialist who, like, helped me figure out about my auditory processing gave me some exercises. And, like, I've worked so hard on it. And I genuinely feel like I have a new brain. Seriously. And it's, like, when I found out that all, I don't know, can I swear? Because I feel like I need to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the other motherfuckers on earth can fucking see and hear shit in yeah. their minds. I was pissed. I was so, so mad. I was like, are you kidding me? Everyone in the world not only has one superpower, but two superpowers. Like everybody else on the planet, not everybody else, but most other people on the planet have two fucking superpowers that I didn't even know existed. Well, but they might also not know that, like, before I had heard about this inner dialogue thing, I kind of just thought everyone had that. Yep. I mean, everybody assumes it. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, it can be kind of. I don't think the visual thing is quite as crippling because I think that's very helpful in, like, school and stuff. Yeah. And that's kind of how I've learned is through, you know, like, I can see it on the page kind of thing. Yeah. But inner dialogue I mean it can keep you like I'm constantly replaying thoughts interactions how could Mm -hmm. I have done that better what did I could I do differently did that sound weird Mm -hmm. like like anxiety yeah Yeah. that's probably more anxious thoughts than anything but but. I think most of us have anxious thoughts or maybe that's just my bias because I'm super anxious I can't even imagine somebody not being anxious huh so I guess I don't understand what it's like when it's not there like can you walk me through yeah so I still like I'm a really highly anxious person and so I will get in my car and I will replay the conversations we had out loud so if somebody put a microphone in my car or in my house they would hear me replaying conversations out loud do you just say your part or do you say the other part I say both parts that means you have a good memory though if you're able to (laughs) I mean if you're able to go back and forth especially when it's the other person talking like I don't think I'm saying anything that notable (laughs) and like I mean it's like yeah like and like I guess like I don't know I guess I've never like actually recorded myself but like so maybe sometimes I just do more my part but I know that like I'm definitely like working through the conversation yeah and it's out loud oh because you're not doing it in your head because I'm not doing it in my head so I do the same thing I just have to literally speak it and so I sorry that's not weird it's just like it's just weird to think about I know right and so then like I will also like talk to myself a lot be like I don't know should I leave maybe maybe I can have another five minutes like I'll just like like I say everything out loud and what I learned from the reading specialist that was helping me is that it's not that my brain needs to hear the sound. Mm-hmm. It's the muscle memory of my mouth moving. Interesting. So it's more like, it's like kinetic processing. Like physical movement is how I'm processing. Because I'm physically moving my mouth. It's not about the sound. Like I can whisper mm-hmm. and it has like the same effect. It feels like there's got to be a better way to identify this when, I mean, maybe it doesn't matter 
you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if you had, like, struggles in school. So many struggles. Oh, okay. I just did not do school. Like, I okay. straight up did not fully read a book until this summer of my life. Oh, boy. Like, I straight up would just, like, pick a handful of words yeah. in a paragraph and just guess. That is how I read my entire life because I could not, like, actually, like, read and put it together out loud yes but I could not read a book in my head until I knew this and then started working on building auditory and visual because so it's actually huge especially for struggling readers I'm sure because you have to one part of reading is that you like hear the words in your head and obviously oh yeah if you get really fast then you don't need to do that but that's a critical step of like silent reading is hearing the words in your head. The second part is being able to put make a, a visual video in your mind. Oh my gosh! To string together, which is like what you do can't do or can't couldn't do. do or, yeah. I, I, to be honest, reading is still way hard for me. Like, cause like it's like p- putting together like a video of like the sentences is so hard for me that I just like to be honest, like I just don't read I guess it is a lot to put together because like usually when I'm reading I'm like trying to I create like whatever I want them to look like and like and and that's why I think people struggle with like the movie was not what I pictured and it's like well well and it's like so interesting and I want there to be more like research and information about this because everyone has like varying degrees of auditory and visual processing Mm -hmm. um it's gotta be so hard to test yeah it is really hard to test because there's not much information about it but like like, I was talking to somebody yesterday, and they were like, wait, you, like, can't see your mom's face? And I was like, oh, my God. Like, you can see faces? Yeah, like, like, I can see your mom's face right now. That I barely you, know her. <laughs> like, I think you have pretty good visual because since finding this out about myself, I've been asking, like, everyone yeah. about it. And a lot of people can't necessarily, like, hold. I mean, okay. When I say a lot, I mean, like, the few people that I've talked to sure. can't hold, like, a just, like, a still image of somebody's face. Yeah. With a ton of detail. That requires, like... I mean, that's, like, pretty intense. That like you can, like, see... Like, can you see, like, a picture of my mom's face? Yeah, well, I... I mean, not to be this person... No, yeah, I think you got good but visual. I, yeah, I love faces and names. You know, there's yes. those people that are like, I'm so bad with names. <laughs> I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, I've known your name and I, like, we've never been met. Like... Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So. Oh, girl, that I will... Like, Ethan... And Ian, I would have messed that up even if you got married and we become like close friends that see each other once a week. But no, now, this one thing. Okay, I'm going to be like a little teary on It's going to sound stupid. Oh, no. This one thing has changed my life. I can make like mental note cards. Oh, So okay. I can like spell Ian in my brain. Yeah. And see it. Okay, that, that's huge, right? Yeah. That's huge. I worked so hard. It took me okay. like... How long did that take me? It took me, like, I worked really, really hard. I was able to, like, really, really working on it. It probably took me, like, six months, which is, like, relatively quick, I feel like. Yeah. Um, Because I would, like, practice, like, counting and singing the alphabet. So I would just, like, count, like, one and try to hear it in my head and try to see the number one. Mm. And then I'd be, like, two, three. And I'd just like count, and then I'd also do the same thing with the alphabet, like A, 
Letters are a lot, I feel like, harder for me. Are you picturing the letter just popping up, or are you picturing yourself writing the letter, or it being, like, written in the air, or what's the situation? Am I, I can't really see a lot. So it's just pretty much, like, like, a black, and then I can get, like, a little, like... I just don't understand how this works with dance. Girl, yeah. (laughs) This is, like, I can never remember choreography, and I felt so bad. But you know what? I have underdeveloped auditory. I've underdeveloped visual. And I have ADHD. Yeah, but you were good. I mean, I don't know. Because, like, I was, like, I worked really hard, but I could... Do you know how many times I got yelled at for messing up the choreography and the counts? I mean, I've blocked a lot of things out. (laughs) Foz, straight up, I remember. I mean, when I figured this out, like, my whole life clicked. Like, this makes so much sense. I remember sitting as a kid, and we would, like, all sit down, close our eyes, and listen to the music, and visualize the dance. And I straight up did not know what people... Like, I remember, like, (laughs) looking around, trying to figure out how, like, how to do it. That's how I felt when people were praying. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm not really tapping into this. Yeah. (laughs) It feels wrong to say something. (laughs) Uh, But I get that, yeah. Yeah, and I remember, like, what are people doing? Like, how Like how do we do this thing that they just told us to do? Yeah, yeah, there's I, no time to ask that. Like, <laughs> and like, if you were, like, dance culture, they'd be like, shut up and try harder. Yeah, oh, my God. Okay. Like, it is your fault that you don't know. Uh, no, people aren't equipped to, like, identify these things and then, like, who For knows sure. how to, like, try to help. I and mean, that's where, like, I'm a teacher, and, like, I really do believe, like, the education system is doing the best it can with the resources it has. And if it had more resources, it would be like changing and saving the world because where did I find this out? Student teaching from a reading specialist. So it's like, I really believe that like, like public education is like the most like highly trained, most qualified people to like spread this like critical information. It's just a lack of resources prevent it from spreading and actually like being like applied in a quick time span yeah and so then there's this company super cool company they're a minnetonka company um and they like renovated a city bus and made it into a computer lab interesting and they made this program that was supposed to like focus on like mostly auditory processing like increasing auditory processing to help struggling readers. And um, I think it's like Rock and Read or something like that. Or Tune Into Reading. It's like something like that. And they like t- did all these like tests. Like all these like... Um, they did these like long trials to try to get like more funding and more grants. And the trials were so successful sure. that within just like a short time span, kids were like jumping like grade levels. Mm-hmm. Because this is like the missing link reading is really complex and we have a lot of like theories about like decoding and a lot of different like instructional theories and for some kids those work great but for the kids who still are struggling auditory and visual processing are a huge part is like a huge like missing piece yeah I mean I've never thought about any of this stuff which sounds really bad no because yeah you never had to and it's yeah like this is, like, the question that, like, I feel like me and, like, my, like, friends always, like, wonder about is we're, like, how, like, do I, like, how do I process information? 
like if it's not sound, it's it's not auditory, it's not visual, then like what is it? Because <laughs> like obviously I think and like I know yeah. what my mom looks like. I can tell you. Yeah. Like I know the facts. She's five foot two. She's a skinny woman. She has blonde hair. She yeah. usually curls it. Like I know facts. Mm-hmm. But I don't, like, see anything. Well, I guess when I'm thinking of people, I'm not necessarily generating, like, an, like a new image. It's usually, yeah. like, I will think about something that I've already seen or, like, yeah. a specific memory. Yeah. But I don't know if that's normal. I don't know. I don't so know. I read my podcast to explore. Because who know. even knows what normal is? Yeah. Yes. I don't know. So that was the revelation that I found out about myself very interesting I didn't know I mean it inherently like it makes sense when you explain it but it's one of those things where if you don't struggle with it personally yeah and that's I think where a lot of problems come in is it's Mm -hmm. like well it's easy for me why doesn't everyone just do it my way I don't understand where the gaps are Mm -hmm. um which I'm sure as a parent too if you have kids like Mm -hmm. one picked up reading really easily the other one struggles it's like well I taught them the same way I don't know Mm and that's why I think at the end of the day, it's so important to be compassionate and just assume the best of people. Yeah. Just assume that they're trying their hardest and just assume that there are pieces of the puzzle that you don't understand. Yeah. Like, even though it makes sense for you, there are pieces of that person's puzzle that maybe they don't know that you don't know. So I think just like being like open-minded and compassionate all around is like so key. Yeah, I agree. But I like what you were saying about, um, like, because I've heard that a few times. People are like, oh, my God, you're so lucky that you don't have those, those anxious, like, thought spirals. Well, I mean, I don't know if that's, like, anxiety. Like, that's another issue I have is, like, mm-hmm. I don't know what components of, like, my regular thought processes or mannerisms are, like, oh, this is, like, a clinically diagnosed in the DSM-5, like, issue, or it's just, like, she's quirky. Like, you you know, like, I I don't think everything always needs, like, you know, an official, like, this means this. Like, it might just Mm -hmm. be, I don't don't know. And I feel like labels are helpful to identify, but they are limiting if that is all you see. Like, if you can only think inside the boundaries of this label, then it's limiting. But I also think it is helpful to, like, identify initially. Yeah. And I think there's things, like, I was just listening to a podcast that was talking about, like, imposter syndrome. Mm, Yeah. And how it's, like, not, like, a technical diagnosis. It's not part of, like, the whatever letters you just said. DSM-5. It's, like, a set of diagnostic criteria. And I know what it is. Yeah. I just, like, don't remember. Like, I'd have to make a mental note card and pause if I'm going to remember those letters. Um, But it's, like, really irrelevant thing that like is influencing people's lives yeah and maybe in like five or ten years it will be part of that official diagnosis so i feel mm-hmm. like things can still really have a huge impact even if they're not considered like official uh, yeah i mean i'm not exactly like running to the next doctor or anything to like get a diagnosis <laughs> i'm just saying you know those thoughts can mm-hmm. can be in your head and sometimes they're useful and positive sometimes they're not um mm-hmm. I don't know any different, so I'm pretty sure that's just how it's going to go. Like, Okay, pause. <laughs> this is so fun to reconnect, because there's just so many phases of my life that you just weren't, weren't a part of. Yeah, basically, last 10 years. <laughs> like. <laughs> Girl, 
seriously, I feel like there's been like I feel like I've like rebirthed like multiple times in like the last decade. Just there's like there's been a lot. Yeah. Like ego death and then like like birth of a new self. Yeah. I was in a really awful, awful relationship. I remember seeing that on Instagram. That's all I know. Yeah. What did it look like on Instagram? Same as they all do. Like, did it look <laughs> nice? Because I tried hard. And there seemed like there was hiking involved. Oh, we were so fit. I'd like a six-pack, man. I mean, you've always been fit to me. Okay, but <laughs> not in the last two years because I, like, stopped working out. I saw my aunts over Thanksgiving, and they are like, what do you mean you don't work out, Anna? And I was like, it's just, I just haven't worked out in the last two years. <laughs> things have just been... I mean, yeah, I was in, like, the best shape of my adult life in 2019, and now yeah. it's just, like... Yeah. Uh, sorry. <laughs> like, I... After, like, a two... Well, okay. So many side tangents here that I feel like are worth it. I, especially growing up dancing, mm-hmm. like, toxic fitness is a huge thing for me. And yeah. then especially that relationship really fed into, like, that oh. toxic fitness. Like, I was so fit barely eating he would tell me like like that like the state like the average size at lulu is a size two is like what he told me and okay he knew first of I all was a size four and then i was like oh my god like i need to drop weight and that's I, insane it was so bad sorry like it that's was, that's like horrible and i'm really was, sorry you went through it was that so bad. And that's so then insane i think i just needed like two years off to like deprogram oh and god. like build a new relationship with like connecting to my body moving yeah. my body that like wasn't from this toxic place. So I, I think in the last, like, month, I've started getting into, like, it feels good to, like, move yeah. and to connect with my body. So I have been working out for, like, the first time in a long time, and it does feel good, but it took me, like, I just needed those two years to, like... Well, and things were different. I mean, in 2020, you know, like, there was other safety yeah. concerns. There was restrictions, all yeah. of that stuff. I mean, I don't know. I think it's, at least for me, it's common to... Um, like think about like oh I looked like this then and then you're like comparing pictures and thoughts Um, and I do have some clothes that I've saved from other periods of my life for sentimental values recently I was talking to my boyfriend and I was like well you know that's a really cool jacket but it's from like freshman year of high school like it doesn't fit me anymore he's like well why why would it fit you like that's from like 10 years ago like why should it fit you but it's like I didn't in my mind I'm like I don't I don't wear that jacket anymore. I mean, you know? I'm not good enough. I need to drop weight. Yeah, it's like, well, you know, it's, if it fits again, great. Yeah. If it doesn't, like, that's also well, fine. And I have, like, such a bad relationship with, like, food and, like, my body that, like, if I ever liked somebody, I would, like, not even try to. I would always drop, like, 10 pounds, and I didn't even, like, consciously try. I would just, like, start eating less automatically. Yeah. And, like... Yeah, and I, like, had, like, a bunch of clothes that I was holding on to, so I was, like, when I'm my best self, I'll fit into them again, and then this summer, I just, like, got rid of all of them, and it just felt so liberating, and I was, like, why was I, like, putting myself in, like, painful clothes that were just too tight? Well, and it's, like, half the thing is, it's, like, well, let's say I can wear this again if, you know, things change, whatever. Do you even want to? Like, it's gonna be however old it is at that point. Like, it's fun to get new clothes anyway. And let's be real, like, I, when I was going through, like, my whole, like, deprogramming, like, the last two years, I found a lot of things that were, like, she died at her ideal weight. And it was, like, people who, like, finally reached their ideal weight because they had cancer and couldn't eat food. Yeah. And it was, like, it just, like, really made me open, it just really opened my eyes to, like, let's say, like, I want to be, like, a size two. But, like, that? 
probably means that I'm extremely unhealthy. You know what I mean? Like, people who, like, have cancer and can't eat food. Like, some people are naturally a size 2. Awesome, amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm not. And this whole idea of, like, dying at their ideal weight really put in my mind that, like, for me, like, my ideal weight would be extremely unhealthy. Just trying to build, like, awareness around, like, sometimes being, like, super skinny like, sometimes people would do anything to be healthy and to be mm-hmm. able to gain weight. Like, being able to, like, actually gain weight can be, like, means that you have a healthy body yeah. and that you can eat food and that, like, you're not, like, sick and, and dying in this case. You know what I mean? And there's, like, other examples, but the cancer one just really stuck out to me. So I was with my sister and her new baby for like two months away from my boyfriend. And I was like, oh my God, like I actually feel like so much better than I have in a long time. Because the whole time in our relationship, I thought it was painful because I wasn't good enough. And if only I was better, it would, like like the pain is because I'm flawed and making mistakes. But if I could only be better, then it like wouldn't hurt. I mean, I just like to keep the peace, but my childhood is really dark in a way that I did not know until I left and got some space for my family that I was like, whoa, like, those things are not normal and they're not okay. So it's like this relationship was just like an extension of that. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really, like, know any better. It's tough. I mean, yeah, it's, there's no other way to say it. It's tough. And you also, I think sometimes when you're in a relationship, there's some pressure of, like, I need to make this work because I said I would make it work. And it's like, you can stop at any time. Like, you know. So I wasn't, like, didn't see him for two months. And I was like, oh, my God. Mm. Like, this is the best I've felt in a long time. Like, maybe it's not just me. Like, maybe we're just not good together. And then we broke up. And seriously, just, like, my whole life changed. Because... Because I realize all problems in the world yeah. do not exist because I exist. Yeah, and it's not your job to fix everything either. Like, yeah. So I like started this like. So I got a life coach, Nikki Nornberg. Do you know her? No. Is that a person I should she know? She danced. Can you show me a picture? Well, you don't uh, have to okay. now. But she was like in like yeah. She like danced at like a local studio and like taught. And she was in Crash Productions for a while. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, so she's my life coach, and this was the first time that I ever, ever had awareness to what you're talking about. And now this really confuses me. What am I talking about? Hold on. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Okay, so... Okay, so I... And, okay, I've never actually been to a doctor, and they've never, like, told me that you're, like, underdeveloped auditory or underdeveloped Mm. uh, underdeveloped visual just because I've had really poor health insurance. Well, nothing that they would physically do and the average workup would probably lend it to that yeah. from what I know. But. And it's like, I've never went to the doctor because I found out like a couple years ago and I've never had like great health insur- insurance yeah. to like spend extra money on this, you know? Yeah. So, but I definitely know that like, my visual and auditory, like I didn't know that they were things, yeah. but I must have them in some capacity because I must like at least have auditory in some capacity because... I, through this life coaching program, I started to realize the things that I said to myself, but didn't even, like, hear. Like, I used to, like, not even, like, hear the things I would say to myself or even, like, know that I was saying them. Mm. But, 
Like, okay, this is a question. Do you like, actually hear your thoughts, or are they like, subconscious and you don't hear them? I hear them in my... Well, I can't hear them now because I'm talking, but yeah. just like it's a blanket statement, like I am a pretty reserved person. Yeah. If I know someone, it's fine. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm introverted, which doesn't mean that I'm quiet. It just means <laughs> that I don't get as much energy from being around other people. So right. I'm in a lot of spaces where I have a lot of time to think. Yes. Um, and I, I hear them in my own voice. And, and I do talk out loud. Like, or I, I do think out loud sometimes. Yeah. Um, especially at work, I, like, need to do what I feel like to keep everything straight. Yeah. But um, does that answer your question? I don't know so if it I does. So I guess, like, I can sometimes hear things in my head. And I've been working on it a lot. Like, now when I say, like, take me out to the ball game, like, I can hear ball game in my head. Like, take me out to the, like, I can hear ball game. But it's not, like, strong enough. That was, like, the perfect example that you had. Yeah, sorry. Like, I'm just remembering. Sorry. So it's supposed to be, like, a song that exercises, that it's, like, a song that everybody knows. Do you sing songs in your head? Do you get No! Do you get songs stuck in your head? But I sing them out loud. Like, my sister would kill me as little, as, like, little kids. She's like, Anna, shut up. You're annoying me. Because, like, I... I'll sing the same thing over and over again. Well, that's because you have to get it out and you can't in your head. Yeah. And so I must, like, because, okay, so anyways, so timeless, like, I do, like, mean inner thoughts, I've realized, but, wow, okay, this is, like, really, really confusing me because I genuinely never knew that people could literally hear a voice in their head. But I, like, got this concept of, like, we say mean things to ourselves. Hmm. That's probably not good because you're only getting the negative aspect of that, not the positives. So (laughs) true. But I feel like, I guess I'm, like, confused because, like, what did I think that was? You know, if it's not, like, a literal voice in your head, what did I think that was? So, like, let's say you're on, like, a long drive and you're not driving, you're the passenger, and there's, like, no music playing. Are you talking or, like, are you thinking? (laughs) (laughs) Well, ideally, if I was by myself, I'd be talking out loud. Okay, for sure. But if I'm with another person, I can keep it in. Okay. And at this point, at this point, I know I can think in my head. Mm -hmm. It just takes more effort. Interesting. But, like, this is where I'm confused is I must have been able to, like, like, I wonder if our thoughts exist in, like, a nonverbal form that would be like a visual form right like that's what i'm wondering like like do our thoughts exist in like a non-visual or non-auditory form because i feel like that's like like a feeling oh yeah i'm trying to think of the other senses like i I feel like i think in feelings okay like i don't really hear words but i like feel feelings Hmm. do you kind of get what i'm saying i mean i also like Ill feelings, <laughs> but but like I feel like okay, so Nikki Nornberg was like just try to like track the things you say to yourself and like obviously that was kind of hard for me but I definitely started to like realize that I would like shame myself mm. and I, even though it wasn't like necessarily like direct words I could like still feel that sense of shame that I was putting on myself Ugh. like if I spilled my coffee I would like shame myself. Even though there wasn't, why do you make that face? Well, so like this is horrible. Like what it's like this is like I don't, like I feel bad. Like what's bad is one of my friends was like, 
one of my friends is like like takes medicine for um anxiety okay and i was like sharing some of my thoughts Not medication with her. i don't know could okay. i um i was sharing some of my thoughts with her and she was like oh my god anna like that's so awful and i was like wait what you don't think those kind of things too yeah and she was like I mean, I think things kind of like that, but not that intense. And, girl, I'm on medicine for my anxiety. Yeah. Like, girl, you need to, like, get on some meds. And I was like, oh, I just, like, literally didn't know that other people didn't yeah. think about these things. That's, so the, that's the the thing I'm talking about, though, is it's like, am I just hard on myself? Or is this, like, a clinically diagnosable condition? Yeah. And I think... It doesn't matter. I don't know. That... Does, I think this is, like, the golden nugget right here. Is that it doesn't matter what external forces say. So it doesn't mm. matter if there's an external label to validate what you are feeling. All that matters is that you have a feeling. Mm. So if you feel this is kind of uncomfortable and I would like to change it, then you should do something to change it. Yeah, I mean, you could say that for a lot of things. I always go with, like, is it impacting, like, my day-to-day activities? See, <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I tell my friend is, like, but I'm functioning. And she's like, Anna, yeah. but you, like, have a glass or two of wine every night because you love that calm feeling. Oh, she was like, another. girl. I oh, know, probably another issue. My mom um, is like, low-key, but, okay. <laughs> but she's like, girl, you could, like, have that sense of, like, calm yeah. if you just took like anxiety medicine in the morning yeah and i was like potentially potentially also question i mean i could too is a glass or two at night bad i mean this is not medical advice <laughs> and this is like my views do not represent um the views of my employer i'm not a medical doctor um I think the generic recommendation is like a like one glass or like one standard drink of alcohol per day for a woman and two for a man. So that's like okay. I don't know the ounces. It's like eight ounces of beer, six ounces okay. of wine, one shot glass is like one standard drink. Okay. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> um, I think that's pretty legit. Like like a glass with dinner. Sure. We were also taught in pharmacy school, (laughs) like, never to say anything about wine because, like, they're in theory with, like, red wine could be some sort of cardiovascular component that may or may not be true. That's, like, good or bad? That, like, might have some sort of benefit, like, with, like, the platelets. That's my understanding. But, um, um... Like alcohol abuse is too. Not that I'm saying that that's what's happening, but I'm just saying Girl, like, separate. No, I'm like, new things about myself. No, no, no. <laughs> I just mean that's like, from what I understand, yeah. the standard like, is like a allotment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I could literally we could have a whole like separate discussion about alcohol and like the complexities and like how. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know if we want to go down that road right now. Well, but, um, um, we definitely can if we want. Or we could just wrap it up in a nice little bow oh, and sure. say the golden nugget is that listen to your feelings. And you don't need external validation. Yes. And I feel like there's a little theme of like your existence is only your existence. Your reality. Yeah, your reality is like only your reality. Like we're kind of all living in our own little bubbles. Like I lived... For 25 years before knowing people could literally hear a voice in their head. Like, I, 
like obviously like, I heard like oh like what's like you're like what are you thinking right now you know or like yeah. the thoughts you say to yourself but like I didn't know that it was like a straight up voice well see but that's keeping me in my bubble because I just have like my thoughts to like replay I know. and like all of that stuff I'm actually like low-key grateful for that that sounds awful that this was um an interesting discussion okay what episode is this is are we just going in hard episode one i don't know if this (laughs) uh, for the the listeners because there's so many um we just started recording because we were talking casually this was not and juicy story that you missed um faz's boyfriend will have to be another episode (laughs) 